Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Hi friends, welcome to the uh, another episode of After 9. This is the last one of the week. Unfortunately, can't do one tomorrow me that's the problem this time hey hi it's scott's the problem it's him <laughs> <laughs> but after uh, after today we are smooth sailing back to five days a week cat how are you i'm pretty good thank you thank you to the great chefs over at bingaman's in kitchener who dropped off an amazing oktoberfest breakfast this is the earliest uh, radio is really the only time in the morning <laughs> when you can have sausages sauerkraut and uh, homemade mustard. You could tell the difference between the morning show people and then like the afternoon and the evening people because they start to stroll in like right about now, the midday people, that's what we call them radio. So like midday to be like after 10 a.m. and then afternoons, people start to stroll in and then they see us having like a sausage at this time, which by the way, there's like sausage is perfectly acceptable in the morning. So uh-huh. I don't know why they gave that dirty look, but <laughs> how dare you? Because they're jealous of the, your big sausage. They, clearly. And then they're like, it's too early. I'm like, yeah, well, I've been up for fucking eight hours. So suck it. <laughs> um, there is so much to get to. I have seven stories for the second half of the pod that are all about things that are happening right now around us here in Canada. But before we get to that, I want to start with a couple of different things. This is brilliant. It's a Reddit thread that BuzzFeed picked up on. The ways that people are making cash on the side. Mm. This is very interesting because I feel like right now, everybody is either making money on the side or they're trying to figure out a way to make money on the side. Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, you could probably ask anyone around you, and between all the people you know on a daily basis, whether it's a coworker, a friend, a family member, you're going, how can we just score some extra income? Or wouldn't it be nice to stumble upon it? One person sells coworkers clean urine so they can pass drug tests. I mean, that's illegal. What do you get, by the way, what do you, uh, what's the punishment for something like that? Like, I understand what the punishment might be for someone who gets caught because they used someone else's urine. But if you get caught selling clean urine to people, like, what does that fall under? What umbrella is that? I I mean, maybe fraud, Fraud? maybe mischief. I I don't know that it's illegal to sell your own pee. If if somebody wants mine, I'll sell it to you. No problem. I mean, just give me a good fair value because I worked hard to make it. You could claim that you didn't know what it was for. Sure. Some people are into pee stuff, you know, maybe (laughs) they want just like their own personal. You're not wrong. Golden shower at some point. You're not wrong. Well, here's a whole tub of it. I worked on it all day. Oh, Someone let a guy on Craigslist shave their head and film it for $600. What was, what is with, is a shaving a thing? Shaving's a thing, isn't it? There's so many sick individuals out there that are into weird things. And if somebody gets off on watching someone else get their head shaved, I'm not even going to act surprised. I'm not even going to act surprised because that's probably a thing for somebody. Mm-hmm. This person says, I once got paid a hundred bucks to spit a shot of whiskey into a guy's mouth in a bar. Have you seen any of these? No, no, 
that's not a thing, is it? Cat, there's a lot of bars. And I'm going to say particularly, without trying to stereotype, country bars where they're doing wild shit like this. I saw one the other day where the, the bartender climbed up and hung from the ceiling and poured a shot down a guy's throat. I mean, we've all seen the Hooter shooters take place over the years. I don't think they happen very often anymore, but doing stuff like that. Uh, there's another one where, and I think this shot, if I read correctly, is $35. The bartender will sit on the bar and you walk up to her. She will pour a shot down your throat, smack you as hard as she can across the face, and then pour a glass of water in your face. Do you do that just as like, ha ha, it's funny, ha ha, how fucked up is that? Or do people actually do it because they're like, yeah, do that shit? I think on some level they like it. I, I mean, it wouldn't. It doesn't surprise me, don't get me wrong, but to go in public and do that, because that's essentially what you're doing. It's not like you're asking someone behind closed doors or DMing people, right? I mean, truth be told, have I been DM'd asking for weird shit? Yeah. Have I done it? No. But these are people who are in the light of day being like, I'll pay. Have you not done it because you're not interested or because the money hasn't been right yet? No, I mean, you know, everyone has a price, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't let it go that far, to be honest with you. I just, I'm, it kind of, it weirds, that whole thing weirds me out. That weirds me out. So I just, I'm, I just kind of block delete. I'm that kind of person. This person says a local wannabe mayoral candidate paid people to vote for him. I was 18 and I didn't care who the mayor was, so I took his money and voted for him. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, another one of those things that falls under the category of illegal. If we can just arrange an election, is it, that would be great. Is it illegal or do you just get kicked out of the race? Like, do you get charged for that? Ah, or so do you get just kicked out of the race and that's that? There's a whole level of rules and laws just around elections. So whether or not you've actually broken any laws, that's up to the particular election statutes where you're running. However, I have to think that at the absolute least, you'd probably get kicked out of the race. This person says, I played a free mobile app game for a year and I kept leveling up and then sold the account for 350 mm. bucks. A year's worth of gaming made them 350. That's not bad. This guy says, I stole my dad's Playboy magazines. I sold them at school for 10 bucks a piece and made $1,000. Okay, so uh, first of all, time-sensitive situation. Like, that would only be the thing before internet porn, and you could see anything anywhere, anytime. There is something very majestic, though, about the Playboy mags. Oh, something about those sticky pages when you tried to pull them apart? <laughs> it wasn't just the sticky pages. I mean, there was... There was uh, all sorts of stuff. They were filmed in a, or shot in a very classy way. And there, there was pubic hair that doesn't really exist anymore. Things like that in some oh, of the old Playboys. The, I mean, like if you're into the, the bush, you, you want Playboy. Dude, you could probably Google bush and there's going to be bush shit. Like anybody can do that. But the old school people who don't really know how to or they're afraid that like the FBI is going to come to their door <laughs> if they look at a porn site or something. Like those are the people that would still be interested in magazines. Otherwise, everyone just looks at it online, don't they? Or they have an account with something. This person says they got hit by a car when they were 12 years old and took a $20 bribe from the driver that hit him to not tell anybody. His friend also got 20 bucks to not say anything. Imagine that. You're driving. You hit a kid and shut them up for $20. To this day, nobody knew until he posted it on Reddit. The kid was probably fine, I assume. Because otherwise, you would, if it's more serious. Well, I don't know if you kids. You wouldn't take 20, would yeah. you? I mean, I'd. 
kids are naturally not litigious people. I don't yeah. think the the kid got hit by a car and instantly thought, I got to call Jeremy Diamond. Um, <laughs> I would. This is a personal injury. <laughs> yeah, reasonable people yeah. would. But I don't yeah. know if kids think like that. And 20 bucks is probably a lot of money to and, them. And where do you think that person was behind, is now behind the wheel going, thank fucking God that happened. Back man. in the day, right? I hit a kid and bribed him with 20 bucks. Yeah. A 10-year-old kid was paid by his neighbor to come over and read books to the neighbor's parrot because the parrot was depressed. Aw. I didn't. If you're a 10-year-old, that's a great gig. I guess. So. Did, I wonder if it worked. You could ask the parrot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> How you feeling you now, feel little better? buddy? Do you feel better? Uh, uh-huh. remember, remember when all those old Samsung phone batteries were exploding? There was a big recall on them. So here's somebody who collected up 120 of the Samsung batteries from people on Craigslist and then sold them all back to Samsung for 50 grand. That's good side hustle money. That's well, first of all, you're really rolling the dice when you have that many of those batteries around because you knew that they could blow up any time. But I, I understand why that Samsung wanted to buy them back, right? Get Be- them out of here. Before somebody gets killed and they have a much bigger lawsuit on their hands. When you could be savvy like that too and you could just you know that something's going to make money so you go collecting it or you buy a box of it. And I'll give you a great example of someone that texted in our show line. You can text the show and podcast line anytime at one 833 show they bought a box of fidget spinners. Do you remember when fidget spinners were first huge? Yep. Everybody and, wanted them. And you couldn't find them. For a while, it was one of those things where you, I want one, but I can't get one. He somehow got a box of them and sold them for obviously well more than each per unit cost him. He made five grand, bought an engagement ring with it. Wow. By the way, while you're in the texts, yeah, it is remarkable when we talked about this on our morning shows today. How many people said they're making money on the side or they have made money on the side just by selling pictures and video of them doing shit with their feet? Feet is a feet were a big one. You know what else someone said? This is a new one for me. Someone wanted a video of them brushing their teeth. I've never heard brushing of that. Brushing their teeth. I've never heard of that. Maybe that was actually just like your parents trying to scam you. Because <laughs> some nights, <laughs> some nights when my kids don't brush their teeth, I want to f- bribe them to do it too. Like, yeah, I'll give you five bucks. Just brush your freaking teeth and go to bed. Um, Yeah, th- weird shit that people will pay for. It's astonishing. Like, and on top of that, this texter said and admitted that her and her sister, and you'll remain anonymous if you ever want to be guys, but her and her sister. So they did this video for this guy and he, he paid them $100 and it was just her taking a flat off, you know, like flats. Yeah. Off and on, off and on, off and on, off that and was on. It. And then offered $1,000 for her to ship the shoes. Worn shoes only, obviously. Is it the smell? The fact that a foot was in it? I know. The foot thing is such a... I, I know it's more common than people will let on. Nobody really walks around saying, I have a foot fetish. But it's very common. Like, and stockings is another one, right? Stocking socks, shoes... Anything used in that realm, obviously underwear too, but the foot thing specifically is just fascinating to me. I like, I wonder, it's got to be something in the brain, right? That obviously we haven't pinpointed because why would you do a study on that? I guess, but something, I think we should, I think we should do. I think it would be of interest because if you know that you are a foot fetish person and maybe you don't like that about yourself, could you imagine they found a solution to that to make you feel better about, I don't know, to make you feel less attracted to feet? smell, whatever that is that you're interested in. Is it the smell or the I don't look? know. I don't know. Does it make a difference if it's like manicure or sorry, pedicured nails or just plain nails? Like 
I, I'd love to talk to somebody about just to find out what's going on there. Because most of us don't like feet. When Actually, we, I shouldn't even say most of us. Maybe most people do have a foot fetish. I don't know. I don't know either. Like sometimes I question it just because when we talk about stuff like this, Scott, and we have before on the podcast, I'll get DMs about it from people who do like feet and they, they've attempted to explain, but I really do think it's something that they can't fully explain themselves, right? It's not like you can be like, I like feet because one day someone stepped in mud and I was like, oh, that fucking jizz. Like, I, <laughs> I, I like it's they not. stepped in mud and, and I, I was came. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that. Like, I think it's just, I don't know. I, I don't think there's like a moment that makes them like feet. I think it's just they like feet and they can't figure out. I don't know if they can figure out or pinpoint or have a trigger as to why that is. I don't know, but I don't think it has to do with anything they saw in the past. For example, that is what I'm trying to say. They were born that way. That's what I. That's what I figure. What about when people who have these foot fetishes get into new relationships? At what point do you disclose mm-hmm. to the new partner? By the way, I'm really into feet. Like if you show me your feet, I'm probably going to get an erection. If you touch my dick with your foot, I'm probably going to have an orgasm. Like at what point do you tell somebody yeah. that? I think that the person would be on to you because depending on the person, when they like to massage the foot. So maybe you'd be on to it and be like, he's giving me another foot massage. Wow. What did I do to deserve this? Like every night for an hour, <laughs> like, you know, and then he goes to the bathroom for a while. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't have an answer to that, obviously. And everyone's situation could be very different, but I do find it very fascinating Not fascinating enough to Google because I don't want that shit on my search history. I've done enough lately. There is two things going viral right now that I want to talk about here. First off, I know you love Vegas. This is a mariachi band that was performing live at a restaurant in Las Vegas. And a customer asked him, hey, mariachi band, traditional Mexican sound. Do you think you could play Usher? Yeah. First off, I wasn't aware that mariachi bands took requests. I think that's fantastic. Second, they fucking nailed it. Did they nail it? Listen to this. Not bad. I I think that's pretty good for a mariachi band. I was impressed with that. If Usher saw, did Usher get a hold of that? I mean, did Usher see it? Because Usher has a show in Vegas as well that's doing really, really well. And I think he might have added more dates. I hope he did. I hope he did. When I was there, when I was in Vegas, I came this close, but we had to have stay another night. And I tried to figure out a way to stay another night to see Usher. But anyway, it didn't work out for me. But I bet you if he got a hold of that, he'd bring them on stage with him. Probably. Oh, it would be Usher yeah. featuring five guys from Guadalajara. <laughs> That's that's very cool. The other thing that's going viral, and I think because we're all human, this is going viral. Yesterday, in Mexico, congressional hearings taking place. Some guy rolls in, and apparently he's somewhat of an authority on this sort of shit. He rolls out two boxes, and he says, we have the mummified remains of two extraterrestrials. Carbon dating puts them somewhere between 700 and 1,800 years old. They were found in a grassy area in Peru. This guy says these are the real deal, an alien corpse. Okay, can I, so he found them in a grassy field 
recently or many years ago and hid them for the for the time being? Where yeah, are we at with the timeline? I'm not clear on that. I don't yeah. think this was a recent discovery. I just think now's okay. the first time somebody asked, Got hey, it. can anybody come forward and testify at these hearings with proof? And that guy's like, fucking right, senor. I have proof. <laughs> fucking right. So he rolls out these two corpses. And if you haven't seen it, it's hard to avoid. You'll probably see it at some point today. Because your phone's always listening to you and it heard me say this, it's probably going to call the picture up for you the next time you open Instagram. You're welcome. So get this. A lot of people are calling bullshit. It looks just like E.T. These look like E.T., probably a little smaller than you might have expected for an alien, but I don't know, maybe they were babies. Picture the size of a young child. That's roughly Mm -hmm. how big these aliens were. Three fingers, on each hand, mm-hmm. long, like almost retractable neck. It basically was E.T. Honestly, it looks like E.T. I think Spielberg knew, man. I think Spielberg knew. This looks like E.T. wrapped up. Everything that happens lately, I think people have known this for a long fucking time. Well, there's people who believe that some celebrities, big celebrities, the ones with the most money are aliens or come from a different planet because they figured out a way to manipulate humans into them being rich and, and, and famous and popular. That's because I know that's going down the rabbit hole. Don't give me that look, Fox. I know it's going down the rabbit hole, but I'm saying some people believe it. So let's say you did believe it. Would it be that hard, that hard to think like a Spielberg, maybe a Matt Groening, who also happens to predict a lot of shit on The Simpsons, could be an alien. People think Mark Zuckerberg is. People think Elon Musk is. I'm just I'm just listing what people are saying. Okay. All right, I'm not telling anybody that their quote-unquote conspiracy (laughs) theory is wrong because so much shit has turned out to be true over the last few years. But anyway, so here's the thing. This guy comes out and he's like, yeah, here they are. You can see them. Look at them. These are the real deal. These are aliens. Test it. 30% of the DNA in these quote-unquote aliens is unidentifiable, which means not likely earthly. Seems like they're aliens and most people are calling bullshit. Yeah, I I know that they are and that's fine. And maybe it is bullshit, but we do know that things are happening. So I think if you were, let's say this guy's a nut. Let's say he's a nutty nut and he just made that shit up and he made that out of fucking paper mache, okay? Then now would be the time to do it just because people are so uneasy and unsure of what's going on, but we know something's happening, right? That's all we're saying, but do your own Research? I don't even think there's a lot of research out there to do, but um, decide for yourself what you think. Well, the thing that's weird for me is for years, people have been skeptical about the official story that we've been getting from the government. What have they been telling us? It's uh, weather balloons. It's reflections. Mm -hmm. It's solar flares. It's every excuse under the sun to divert away from aliens. Now, we've got somebody who brings these corpses out and says, well, this is what you wanted. You wanted proof. There you go. And we don't fucking believe the guy. Do we or don't we want proof? Because I think that's all people wanted was just for somebody to come come out and say, yeah, it's legit. If we said you were crazy in the past, we were lying to make you look bad. It was re- legit. We actually have had alien contact. We've got the bodies. Right. I, I, I don't understand why we're so skeptical. We wanted this. Mm-hmm. Now we've actually got it and we don't believe it. That's very, and you know what? I said this on a radio show too. It's such a human thing to do though, is to go, I bet you this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And then something, someone comes forward with, with their own proof or evidence and you go, nope, don't fucking believe you. Fuck (laughs) off. You know, it's such a, we're such a, we're so messed up. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, one more thing here before we get to the six stories I wanted to do. I love this because they asked a whole lot of dog owners. And as it turns out, our dogs, much better social lives than all of us. Does your dog ever have a yeah. problem meeting new dogs? No, of course not. Sniff some, sniff some dicks and be on with it. You know what I mean? They're just, they love it and they're happy to do so. I think that it's amazing how social animals are. And, and dogs are a great example of it. And dogs, I think, for the most part, are naturally trusting. So they're not afraid to go up to people. And they're certainly not afraid to go up to most other dogs. But they ask people, who's more social, you or your dog? Even dog owners can admit that the dogs have a better social life than they do. The top places that dogs meet other dogs, number one is on a walk. Number two is at daycare, doggy daycare. Number three is at the dog park. Yeah, of course. Of course. 62% say their dog has a frenemy. Like a friendly uh-huh. rivalry with another dog. Uh-huh. Like, that damn Charlie. I love him, but he drives me crazy. Yeah, get out of here. I feel like Leo has that has had that relationship before, at least, with, with other dogs. Where it's like he either he's the one that's so eager to hang out with them. Like, oh, I spot the dog. I spot the dog I like. And that dog's like, fuck off. Or some dog is on him, especially once they get out of the puppy stage. Because puppies, they love it. They're just all over everybody. Love everything. Want to smell every dog. And the bigger dogs are always like, get out of here. It's kind of like kids. Honestly, dogs in that regard, and when it comes to making friends, and when it comes to their reaction to it, is the same as kids. I mean, you you could have told us all of that and said the same thing as children. My kids have a better social life than me, without a doubt. Now we kind of force them into those situations with school and stuff, but it doesn't matter. I could be walking down the street. They make a best friend just walking down the street just because they'll approach. They have different ways of doing it than a dog. A dog sniffs asses and stuff, but <laughs> a kid just be like, hey, how old are you? Like that's their starting line. And then from there, it's like, I'm six. Well, I'm five. When's your birthday? June. Cool. Want to be friends? Yeah. And then they play. Adults are, adults are difficult. We find it difficult to make friends. It's more awkward to have those conversations. We don't do it the same way. We wouldn't do it the same way. We wouldn't start with like, hi, I'm 36. How old are you? <laughs> like, we don't really do that. But why don't but we do But why that? don't we at least start the conversations, right? Like, I was in that, okay, I'll, I'll be really real. Like, yesterday, my kids started a dance class. And I thought, it's for an entire year, okay? So this is for the whole school year. They're in this dance class every week, same time. So I'm looking around the room realizing it was one of these places where you can watch them on the screen and I could stay or I could leave. Doesn't matter. In some weeks, I'll probably just leave. But the weeks that I stay, I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing like these parents chatting with each other. And I thought I hesitated to get into the conversation. Like I was like, I don't, even though I'm new here and someone was like, oh, I wonder if anyone's new here. And it was a perfect in for me to be like, and they were probably trying to welcome me to talk if I wanted to, but I was so hesitant to say anything. I don't know why. I don't have that same thing I used to. Like when you're kids, you're just, it's so easy for you to just, blah, 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 I'm this. And I was like, ah, oh, do I want to talk? Like once I get into this, like I'll see them every week. Cause you really will. You're going to see them 52 more times <laughs> before renewal. <laughs> I, know. I know it's a weird thing, but I'm like, 
I don't know if I should speak up because a couple of them already knew each other, but they're all women like my age. They're all, we all have the same shit in common. We all had fucking kids the same age, some of them in the same class, some in other classes. But regardless, we are taking these classes at the same time every week. Why don't I just say something? Like, what's wrong with me? So I feel like we all have those social anxieties. And when you think about dogs and kids, they just, they fucking do it. They just know what they're doing. I'm skeptical of strangers in settings like that. And, and maybe this is where your problem here is too. I feel like they know who I am. Yeah, yeah. And and I think maybe in your case too, it was probably on your mind. Like, do what they want if? me to talk because they want me to like, I don't know, do a cameo for them or or do you want me to tell them about TikTok or I'm in People Magazine this week. Is that what they want to talk about? Or do they want to talk <laughs> yeah. to you just because you're a mom that looks like you probably have something in common? Yeah, and that's what I'd like to think. I mean, that that is in the back of my mind too because once people know that, it's very, it gets really personal, right? They see you ride up in your car and drop your kids off and maybe they see, you know, whatever. They see all those personal things like get your fucking shoes on. Let's go kids. You know, <laughs> I don't talk to my kids that way, but you know what I mean? You get all the personal like here's my children and these are their names and these are their ages. Right. And, and then you get into that very personal thing. And I am obviously very, also very, um, I, I don't want to say like, I'm, I put a block up when it comes to my kids, but I do in a way, you know what I mean? I, 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 I you know, I, I like, I want to protect them. So I think of all those things. Sure. But that wasn't necessarily on my mind yesterday. It was just more, I was like, why don't I just say something? But I, I find it tough to start it. Like if they had started directly talking to me, like, hi, what's your name? Are your kids new? I would have absolutely joined the conversation, but I, I, I never am that person that starts it. Never that person that starts it. I think I'd like to be. I'd like to be, but, but I'm just not right now. Couldn't we learn a ton though? And we already knew this at one point, but couldn't we learn a ton from our kids and our dogs just being so yes. social and yes. outgoing? And they don't seem to have a whole lot of stress. They seem to have a whole lot of friends. We are very stressed with very few friends. Let's do it like the kids do it. And how often do you, even when you know someone, see them in public and not even say anything if they don't see you? Right. Like that's how fucking bad we are. Yep. That's how bad it is that even when you do see someone you know, you're like, Oh, do I really want to talk to them right now? Or do I have shit to do? You know, like, do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? Like the first thing kids would do, the first thing we do anytime my kid runs into a kid at school, for example, at Costco, for example, like, oh my God, it's Madeline from my class. And they run into each other's directions and they hug each other. And they're like, adults don't really do that. No, but Most it'd be great them, if we did. I think that the, I shouldn't say adults in general. I know there's some people who are super social and they would, right? And they would say something and they'd go out of their way to be like, hey, hey, I'd chase them down the parking lot to be like, hey, buddy, hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. I don't know why everyone's Jim. But, you know the hot dogs hey, here <laughs> are only a buck 25? You know what I mean? Like, but I, I've done it before where I've seen someone and Costco is a good example. I've even seen someone at Costco that I know, maybe it's just a, an acquaintance. It's not a best friend. Like, if it's a good friend of mine, of course I say something. But I just mean like, even the short conversations that I know could be awkward, I avoid them instead of embracing it. It's a problem. It you know is. what? Next week, guys, I'm fucking talking to someone at dance class. You make a friend. I'm, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna try to make a friend. Make an acquaintance. How about that? And if it and if it turns out bad, then I I'm going to never go in that. And I'm I'm never gonna stay for the class ever again. You'll forever be a drop off and go. I will forever be a drop off and go. But I will try, guys. I will try and let's see. By the way, I mentioned uh, doggy daycare is the second most common spot that dogs make new friends. Charlie went for his assessment and he was approved, so he's going to start going to doggy daycare. But I tell him he's going to school, and he ma well, that makes him feel good that he's going to school. It's similar. It has similar things, right? He'll learn some things. It's socializing. How are you doing it five days a week? No. Oh, that's because it's. Ex 
I wanted to it's do more that than for kids. At, at Leo at one point. I wanted to do that for him, but it does add up. But even if you do it once a week or twice a week, that's great. Yeah, and that's sort of the plan. Um, I got him a backpack, and it is the cutest fucking thing you've ever seen in you your got life. Him a, what do you pack? What do you pack him for a day? All that goes in the backpack is his ball. He sees oh. he sees my girlfriend leave every day, and it's always well, I'm <laughs> off to school. See you later, because she works in a school. I think now he thinks that now that he has a backpack and he's off to school, he's doing the same thing she's doing. Except he probably thinks that she's running around with all kinds of dogs going up and down the bridge. I'm Googling backpacks for dogs right now. That must look fucking adorable. It's he adorable. actually wears it? Is it's it like a, a harness kind of thing, but backwards? Yeah, it's like a little Nike backpack. Oh, that's friggin' cute. It's amazing. Oh, my God. And and in case you're wondering why I'm doing that, it's because my kids have moved on and I'm having a hard time letting go. <laughs> Do you want to join me at dance class? Maybe I should. <laughs> Maybe I should. You can take the compos if you want. The dog. Actually, you'd love it. There's women everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's mostly. Funny, when I was single. Yeah. Shit, that was a good idea. That said, actually, there were a lot of of dads participating in doing drops, actually. Uh, Okay, we're going to try and blow through a couple stories here because we are up against the clock. Uh, Again, we are. This is our final pod for this week. There won't be a new one tomorrow. We get back on track starting on Monday. But we'll start off with demalgamation. Or megacities. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but Ontario's new Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing is reviewing whether or not we need six different regional governments. Oh, here we go. I love when we talk about this because there's people so opposed to this. Paul Calandra says he wants the Legislative Committee to assess the future of Waterloo, Halton, mm-hmm. York, okay. Durham, yep. Niagara, there it is. and Simcoe County. Uh, which one do you want to use? Do you want to use Waterloo, I mean, Halton, York as an example? I, I selfishly want to use Waterloo as an example. And the only reason being out of that list that you just gave, I think amalgamation talks or changes to the region have happened the most in Waterloo region. Listen, it is a redundant layer of government. Yeah, it might be kind of nice that, okay, so Kitchener's got a mayor and Waterloo's got a mayor and Cambridge has got a mayor and North Dumfries and the list goes on and on and Mm -hmm. on. Same in Halton. It's fine that Georgetown's got a mayor, Milton's got a mayor, Burlington's got a mayor, Oakville's got a mayor. Why do we need another layer of government on top of that before we get to the provincial government? And is that middle layer of government, the regional government, really just getting in the way of building houses as fast as we possibly can? Are they, are they necessary? Do we actually mm-hmm. need it? I mean, I get that, okay, so Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, all the areas that make up Waterloo Region, they have the Waterloo Regional Police, and it's paid for by the region. So if they demalgamated and they were just all their own standalone cities, okay, we'd have to figure out what to do with the cops. There's a lot of things like that that's regional infrastructure that they would have to divide up. But while we're going through this exercise with Mississauga and Brampton separating, now's an interesting time to create the model for how to demalgamate. Or the other option is we just have Kitchener and the greater Kitchener area. And Kitchener is the the, is the new region. The new region, essentially. And then we don't need a mayor in Cambridge. We don't need a mayor in Waterloo. We don't need this, that, and the other thing, and all these other things, because it's just Kitchener mm-hmm. and the greater Kitchener area. And the same thing could happen with uh Halton's another great example. Why do we need Georgetown, Milton, Oakville, and Burlington? Why don't we just have the city of Halton? And it's huge. It goes from Highway 7 to the QEW or down to the lake. Do we have to eliminate townships when we do things like that? I think about Caledon, who was brought up with the whole Peel situation as well, right? So do you add them to a city or do you make them swim on their own? No, you can still call it Caledon, but essentially it's Orangeville. 
or it's Dufferin, the city of Dufferin, which includes Orangeville, Caledon, that sort of thing. Some of these could go up and create megacities like Toronto did way back in the day. Yeah, that's the mega city. Right. That's right. Or you could demalgamate and just have standalone cities like Brampton, like Mississauga. Yeah. I mean, it worked and it has worked for years. That's a good example. Another good example is the city of Cambridge, which, as most people know from Cambridge, was three towns. You And they're still known as those areas, but Prester, Preston, Hespler, and Galt, right? They were their own towns. They amalgamated into a city of Cambridge. Now quite a big city. Now, back then, I'm sure that was like a big deal. Like, how are we going to make it work? But obviously, like the example you gave and that example, and I'm sure many, many others, there's probably lots more in Ontario I don't know about through the years, they've changed. And if it's a cost-cutting measure and people are up- upset and afraid about taxes, and especially right now, I think it's a conversation worth having. Because if we can save money, I don't understand what the big argument has to be. People are worried about their address changing? Are they worried about, like, what exactly is it? Nothing has to change. Nothing has to change, right? It, we can still call it what it is now. Sure. It's just, it's where the government comes down. You just said it perfectly. Don't be afraid of the change. Let's just go through the motions. Yeah. This is going to be a transparent process where we talk about it and there's going to be all kinds of stakeholders. There's going to be some people very passionate, keep everything exactly the same. But keep in mind, we would be nowhere if we always kept everything the same. Be open to change. And maybe we do need to create some mega cities. Maybe we need to create some standalone cities. I mean, you said Cambridge. Cambridge is a big enough city that it could sink or swim on its own. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be in, in Kitchener's shadow. But if it was going to be part of the greater Kitchener area, that would be fine, too, in the same way that Mississauga is part of the greater Toronto area. I don't think we need to be afraid of at least having the discussion, everybody. And if they lay out all the pros and cons and and you can still say, terrible idea. Okay, at least you heard it out. But hear it out and go into it with an open mind because I think we can eliminate some red tape and I think we can save a lot of money. The union representing WestJet cabin crews, flight attendants, says they want WestJet to apologize to the cabin crews because they let Pierre Polyev speak on the public address system on a flight from Quebec City to Calgary last week after the conservative convention. QP Alberta says it's disappointing that WestJet allowed a politician to use a PA system as only crew members are allowed to use the system. I can't believe how many people are interested and or upset that Pierre Polyev spoke into an airplane microphone. I know. I'll, I'll tell you I something. Know. Maybe this makes me a son of a bitch too. I've done it. I was. I had a plane full of listeners going down to Punta Cana one year. And, and, <laughs> I, and you were drunk. And I was drunk yeah, before we left. Of course. And, and the people from Nolly Tours back in the day were like, hey, Scott, why don't you say hi to all the listeners? And I did it. Yeah. It's fun. It's neat. And, and other people have done it. The prime minister has done it. And the, who cares? That's fun. It no was getting hurt. It was a plane leaving the conservative convention to fly back to Calgary. Almost everybody on this flight was a conservative. People just want to bitch for the sake of bitching. And I think that's what it is. But for the union to get involved, that's, um, I don't think, a move they needed to make. But here we are. Uh, Blue Jays got booed off their own field last night (laughs) after losing 10 nothing to Texas. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh, but I'm laughing. What's going on? Like, this was the year they told us the... You're going to have a newly renovated Rogers Center mm-hmm. and Vlad is back and Bo is back and and we've got all the, we brought in Kiermaier and what, what the fuck is happening then? How are we needed to do well in this series? We were fighting with Texas for a wild card spot. Now, not only is Texas a game and a half up on us, Seattle has passed us now too because we've lost three in a row. We're not even in the playoffs if they started today. 
after all the expectations that they laid out. And and yesterday, George Springer was asked after the game, hey, how does it feel to get booed by your own fans? What did he say? I didn't see this. He said he understands that fans are frustrated, but he denied the suggestion that the team isn't trying its best. I mean, maybe baseball is a great example because when it comes to the physical fitness aspect of it, you're not putting in the same level of commitment as a hockey player or soccer player, in, in, except for the fact that it's a much longer season and you play basically Lots every of games. day. Lots of games. For Too sure. many games. Yeah. Too many games. Yeah. <laughs> Are we maybe at a point where, but baseball stadiums hold more than most stadiums, and that's part of the reason yeah. that they get such good money playing professional baseball. Yeah. Maybe it's time to have this conversation seriously. Shorten the season, less games, more teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Bonuses when you make the playoffs, massive payday when you win a World Series. In other words, if you want to just fucking coast, because whether you win or lose, you still get your 10, 12, 20 million a season. Fuck it. Maybe you get 2 million. And when you make the playoffs, that 2 million goes to 20 million. How, then you see some fucking effort. How different would sports be if that was the system? But that if, is, you know, that is sports now, but only some sports, the true some sports. sports, you know, if, if a golfer doesn't win tournaments, yes. they lose their tour card. They're gone. If a tennis player doesn't win a match, they don't get paid. Yeah. There's a lot of sports where you get paid. They're dependent on you winning. When you win. Yeah. And I don't know why we just lock up all these players in baseball and football and basketball and hockey and just promise them a ton of money with no guarantees. Aaron Rodgers on Monday night signed with the Jets, played one possession, and he's out for the season. I and mean, he's going to get his entire salary. Of course he is. Yes. I think that there needs to be like a, a compromise if we had that discussion, though, because those people now he's out. So we know that the people going to the game aren't buying tickets to see Aaron Rodgers play. That's a good example, right? Because of an injury. But they still bring crowds, even if they're playing like shit. And let's I don't know if I want to use Aaron Rodgers. Give me a good give me a good player. Uh, hockey or, or football. doesn't matter. Austin Matthews. So you want to see you love Austin Matthews and you buy all that fucking merch and you buy great tickets and you spent so much money to see Austin Matthews play. But he's playing like shit. The only thing I'll say to not giving Austin Matthews what he's worth is that he is worth something because he'll still have people buying merch and have people coming to the game. There's a worth and a value in that for the team. So I think maybe we could find a way if they ever wanted to go that route, which they aren't, guys. We're just we're just spitballing fantasy shit here. But if they did, I think there needs to be a compromise and that at least they'll get a percentage of merch sales with your name on it, bobbleheads with your name on it and cups and all the other shit they sell in those shops. And God knows how many people actually use the stuff they buy. You know what I mean? So there has to be a compromise because your face and your name and your likeness are being used to make that team money. And you can't deny that. Sure. But this is the problem that we've created ourselves here is there's really no incentive to do any better. How long has it been since the Leafs won a cup? They've got the best team on paper. They've got a top five team on paper and cannot for the life of them win a championship. So maybe it's time to take all these guys who, I mean, it'd be nice to win a cup, but if they don't, it doesn't really matter. It just means they get an extended break and they still get paid the exact same amount of money. So maybe we take it away. Maybe we cap it at, you know what? I wonder if, I wonder if Austin Matthews would take this deal. Right now you're making what? About somewhere between nine and $12 million a year. We're going to cap your salary. Every player is going to be capped maximum 
$5 million a season. But if you make the playoffs, $17 million just for making it in to the round of 16. You make it to the Stanley Cup, $20 million. You win the Cup, $30 million. You will triple. No, your salary will go up six times if you win a Stanley Cup. I, you could win $30 million in one season. That would be incentive for these so-called star athletes to actually play like they can. I don't like that as a salary idea, but I like it as a bonus idea. And that's what it would be as bonuses. It's yeah. just bonus. Like, that's your salary, though. Like, if if Austin Matthews is making $10 milli for the contract he signed, he makes that $10 milli. But like you said, yes, you get more. Just because the, someone makes the money. Leafs are a great example. They're worth well over $2 billion. They're the most... I think their most valuable NFL or NHL, sorry, franchise that there is right now. If I'm not mistaken, they're still number one most valuable. Yep. They make so much fucking money. Or is it the they have to now? put it somewhere. No, I think Rangers is really close, but I'm pretty sure Leafs are. Okay, let's just, whatever. They're top two. Doesn't matter. They make a lot of money. That's just, I think that the money's going somewhere. So now you have an issue with the organization making way too much fucking money off of these people, though. And it is a people thing too. It's also a fan thing and loyal fans will be loyal fans to the team and they don't give a shit who's on the team. That's fine. But them out of the equation, people go to see those players. So right. that's where I have an issue with it. But the bonus thing I do like, I like keep the salaries. You know what? It's an egregious amount of money. It's a fucking crazy to me, but keep the salaries. But yeah, let's throw in some extra incentive here. I mean, they want it for themselves though. Don't, we have to also acknowledge that they want it. They don't want the embarrassment. They want to win a fucking cup. They want that. They want to hoist that shit and say they're a champion. Some people do. I truly believe that winning a championship is the only thing that LeBron James cares about. But there are yeah. players on the Lakers that whether they do or don't make the playoffs doesn't really matter to them because they get their fucking money. They know yeah. they're a year or two away from retirement. They could retire now and not care, but they come back for another season and then another they season. They could play harder. They could play harder for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you there. It's not It's not the same for everybody. That's why you got to figure out if there's a better system. Mm, and that's our look into sports. We are basically <laughs> out of time here. So I'm going to do these last three real quick. Stats can on debt yesterday. We are fucked. Cat. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Canadians household debt. We have a dollar eighty-one in debt for every dollar of disposable household income now. If when you pay your bills, mm -hmm. you've got a hundred bucks left over, means you owe 181. It's insanity. It's, it's bad. Yeah. And we're not do you know how many people are dipping into like lines of credit or paying credit cards off with credit cards and shit like that? Yeah. I'm wondering when we're going to get to a point where people say, you know what? I'm in so much debt. I will never be able to pay it off. So fuck it. I'm just going to keep racking up debt. You know, those people that have got like yeah. a $30,000 credit line because they had the salary to support it, even though they really could never pay it back if they got into trouble. I'm worried about people like yeah. that because I think it's we're, we're in real bad shape Cause, here. Because the government will find it. The banks will find a way. The government will find a way to get what you owe them. I and that's a scary thing right now. I'd love to see one of those banks go under. I'd love it. Uh, CMHC, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, says we are short three and a half million homes by the end of the decade if we want to restore affordability. Oh. So we all heard, we got to build a million and a half homes by 2030, a million and a half of them. And we're trying, but we would need to build three and a half million more than that to bring prices down. <sighs> Crazy, right? God, it's bad. Even the CMHC yesterday said they're expecting 
this to not be an attainable target, especially in Ontario, because they anticipate people who are currently living with parents or with roommates or any of the other arrangements that people have come up with, they're going to continue doing that because they've basically given up on owning a home. Mm -hmm. And that's going to drive down demand. In other words, we're going to build all these homes. Not necessarily is everyone going to want one of them. They're good with what they're doing now, and they'll figure out a way to keep doing it. Last one. Ontario's education minister, Stephen Lecce, is asking the Peel District School Board, stop removing older books from the school libraries. The libraries have been tossing books that were published prior to 2008 because they don't meet their requirements for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Shut up. I thought when you said older books, you were talking about like the 60s or 70s. You've got to be shitting me. Anything published before 2008 was being tossed by the Peel District School Board. How do we feel about that, guys? How do we feel? They threw out the diary of Anne Frank, for God's sake. Really? No, did Because they... it violates diversity, equity, and inclusion guidelines? Did they... Did they make this publicly known or were they quietly doing it? I think they were quietly doing it. And it was a whistleblower that's like, look at how empty the libraries in our school are. By the way, this tells me we don't need libraries in schools anymore. If this is the sort of shit that goes on. Oh, if this is what's happening, I'll buy my kids their own books that I want them to read for sure. But thankfully, by the way, I haven't heard of any of that. It's amazing how many books were getting tossed away. The education minister is slamming the removal of books from the past. He wants an immediate halt to the process and a full review on what's going on. Twice this week, the education minister has had to tell school boards, stop the shit. We had up in Ottawa, remember Dr. Nilly Kaplan-Mirth? She was a crazy COVID oh, doctor. During a, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. she ran for school board to try and force everyone to mask up all the time and pissed everybody right off, and it turned into a full-blown shouting match where she allegedly assaulted a reporter on the other night. (laughs) So the education minister had to tell the Ottawa school board, just focus on the basics, reading, writing, math. Fuck off with all this other stuff. And now he's got to tell the Peel District school board, stop banning books because this is Canada in 2023. We don't do that. It's crazy how how many different places are just running roughshod. And just trying to make up their own yeah, rules. It's, it is it's it is maddening, I think, for a lot of people, yes. I don't think there's ever a circumstance where we throw away a book. And I don't think there's many circumstances where we ban a book. We have discussions if you have an issue, right? That's yeah. what you're supposed to, as an adult, especially in a field like that, Scott, where you are teaching the next generation and supposed to be open and uh, teaching them about being open in discussions. Why wouldn't you have one first? I what, don't know. And what self-respecting librarian allowed this to happen? You or know, that's, did they know? Like, I mean, that's the, they would have done it. You think it was? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they had a, a say or, in it, but they would have been the ones or to in execute. Cahoots, or in cahoots with someone who's the charge. Whatever the case is, yeah. I mean, they, they would know. They would be aware that books were disappearing. It's time to shut them down if they're doing stuff like that. Have a great day, weekend, everybody. We'll be oh, back yes. on Monday. Yes. Uh, Listen, sorry we can't do one tomorrow. I got to get out of here right after the show tomorrow. Uh, So no pod tomorrow, but we will be back on Monday on our radio show tomorrow. If you want it, we've got Olivia Rodrigo tickets to give away and lots of fun for a Friday. Have a good one. Bye.